part of me is pissed off. A part of me is so thankful that I, I found this. Um, and then the other part of me is like, man, you know, why did why don't my parents know this? Why don't why does my family know this? You know, and you just feel I felt so inclined to tell people about it. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Veg Talk podcast. I'm your host Matthew Davy. I'll be sharing conversations that I've had with people who are helping us to live healthier and more compassionate lives through our food choices and daily actions. We'll be hearing from people who are changing the game in their respected fields, whether it be business, sport, food, social media, writing, tech, activism, politics, and more. Now, please allow me to introduce my next guest. Today, we'll be joined by fellow podcast host and entrepreneur, Pat McCauley. In this episode, we will focus on health, nutrition, relationships, and his new business, which is the first plant-based beer hall in America, soon to be opening in Quincy, Massachusetts. Please sit back and enjoy the conversation. All right, bro. Very happy to have you here. I'm fired up to, to have you on the podcast. Likewise, today. man. I'm fired up to kick this thing off with you here. Yeah. So yeah. episode number one of the Veg Talk podcast. Um, yeah. Thanks for driving up, dude. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for thinking of me. Yep. Um, so I suppose our mutual kind of contact is our director today. That's right. Anna, <laughs> my yeah. girlfriend. So she's been on your podcast. That's right. The Eat Green, Make Green podcast. You got it. Yep. yep. So I'm going to chuck that in the show notes. Um, really good podcast. You're up, what, 60 episodes in. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Slowly growing. And uh, yeah, Anna, what, what episode were you? What number? 18, yeah. So 18. She, you were early on. You were early yeah, on. Yeah, she's yeah. right. I did my homework. It's, ep- <laughs> it's episode 18. Um, yeah, so stoked to have you on. And um, yeah, really just want to get into uh, a little bit, you know, before before the, the whole vegan thing kicked in. And yeah. you're obviously an entrepreneur doing some really good things up here in the Northeast uh, and in the plant-based world. So I want to dial it back a bit. Yeah. So let's go back to, I don't know, you, you know, when you're a kid, um, what kind of, I'm always intrigued by what kind of stuff people grew up eating mm. before they went vegan. Totally. Um, so there's a couple of things, what they were eating and why, what yeah. was the catalyst? There's usually a catalyst. I think you've got a pretty unique kind of way that you got there, but yeah, tell us a bit about what you grew up yeah. kind of eating, what the typical meal was, um, yeah. and the culture, you know, that you had. Yeah, growing up, so I was I was one of eight kids, um, so big family, and I think because of that, you know, it was always my parents cooking for large numbers, and it was, you know, we were an Irish Catholic family, and it was literally meat and potatoes, you know. I remember ground beef over mashed potatoes we used to have all the time. Uh, we'd have pasta with, you know, red sauce with chopped up hot dogs in it. You know, it was always like a like a starchy type thing with uh, some sort of chopped up meat and then whatever, you know? So it was, it was a lot of burgers. We'd do a lot of burgers, a lot of, a lot of hot dogs, SpaghettiOs, things like that. Um, I will say my parents did a pretty good job of sort of like keeping the really sugary stuff out. So we never, you know, got the, the crazy, you know, fruit by the foots or anything like that. Those were like sort of real treats for us when we had them over a friend's house or whatever. But yeah, I think it, that was the norm for me. And then I didn't start really thinking about what I was eating until like early on in high school. I, uh, I was big into sports all growing up, you know, was 
playing sports all year round. And in high school, I, you know, started taking sports more seriously and got, you know, into lifting and, uh, you know, going into my freshman year, I took this strength and conditioning course and they had like nutritionists talk to us and everything like that. And I started taking it seriously, but it was always, you know, eat as much protein as possible. Like that was, right. that was the message a hundred percent in, in sports. And, mm-hmm. and even when I, you know, go to the doctor, you know, that was the message. It was, it was, you know, get rid of the carbs and eat as much protein as you can. And then, and then you're, you know, you build muscle and your body, you know, burns the fat because you're deprived of carbs. And that was sort of like the, the messaging. And I followed it to a T, you know, and yeah. I, I was the type of guy that if, you know, a coach or like the, the team nutritionist told me, Hey man, you know, fire up your whey protein shake in the morning, eat your four eggs, you know? And then, yeah, I followed like the eat every two and a half hours, like keep the metabolism going. And that was how you like build muscle and, and lean muscle. And that, that's what I adhered to, you know, up until I played three sports in high school and then, uh, played college football and kind of stuck with that. And I picked up bits and pieces as I went. But yeah, I was always sort of like ahead of the trends too in, in, in health. I was big into it and I would, you know, I was doing green tea and chia seeds like 10 years ago before people were into it. And, uh, but at the same time I was still in that high protein thing. So yeah, man, that was the norm for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 100% the norm. Did yeah. you have like the, um, you know, drink your glass of milk for the calcium? They're often like the yeah. most related thing is like the milk is for the strong bones and the calcium yeah and the meat is for the protein and you know getting big gaining muscle yeah definitely i yeah. mean definitely growing up that was the thought it was like i used to pound like i used to pound milk you know yeah. I, my breakfast was always with a gla- big glass of milk maybe two dinner was always that way and then in sports yeah i totally i would take you know those big glasses of milk and just throw some protein powder in and like that's yeah, I, I would pound milk. I'd I'd pound anything I thought you know was giving me what I perceived as as lean protein. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to think about now. It is. Once you've you know started you've felt eating differently, side. and you look back <laughs> and you you're thinking, wow, that was like I was really ingrained in that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it still is. It still is. Didn't you know? didn't think about it. Yeah. It was just it was the way it was and. Yeah, there was there was no questions asked. Yeah, and, and it's amazing. Like looking now, like my the norm for so many people is such a small category of foods. It's like yeah. so small. It's like I was I was eggs in the morning. I was like a protein shake in between. I was a turkey sandwich or a salad with a bunch of chicken on it for lunch, and then I was steak for dinner. Like that was my life, you know. Yeah, and it was like no variety. It was freaking boring frankly you know yeah were you the type of person i didn't i personally i didn't have you know at least in my younger years definitely no real association with any vegan people or vegan families vegetarian people vegetarian families probably not until i was close to my 20s mm. to be perfectly honest with you could have been a little bit before later in high school maybe some vegetarians coming into it were you one of the one of those people that would you know, push back with a lot of enthusiasm, kind of, you know, eat a steak for once or, you know, you know that kind of mantra. Yeah, I didn't, to, to your point, I didn't really know any 
vegetarian vegan people you know the i i the first time i was exposed to it um i was on a like a, a mission trip they called it in, in high school where you went and uh, at the time we were down in uh, new orleans uh after hurricane katrina and mm-hmm. we were like you know helping rebuild this community and we were down there for a week or two and uh one of like the adult leaders on the trip he was probably in his late 20s or something uh was vegan yeah. and you know that was my first experience and i had never heard of it you know and i just thought it was so absolutely crazy and so out there yeah that, like i was just like how is this possible but i think back now and i was like the guy was like pretty shredded up like he looked fit and happy <laughs> you yeah. know i certainly didn't make that connection but that was my first exposure to it and then after that i didn't know anybody right. I, I literally did not and, and again staying in like that that sports football culture like i didn't know i didn't even think about vegetarian or anything until i was 25 right yeah not possible not possible especially especially if you were a dude that wanted to have muscle not, not even possible. close to possible no yeah no not at <laughs> yeah. all no and i mean even even growing up like i'm from australia so i think our school systems are a little bit different and especially around food mm. so you know growing up elementary school high school what were you seeing in the cafeterias was it compulsory to eat i'm not you know i'm not really sure how it goes down um, but for, from what I'm hearing now, it's quite controlled by, you know, government policy and what is in there is, is by no chance. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's quite intentional. Yeah, I, I think there's actually a law that public schools have to serve milk. There's some sort of uh, connection with the government there. But, yeah, it was... Um, and it still is. I've actually gone back and spoken at my high school yep. to kids in like health classes. And um, they're eating the same thing, like literally the same foods I ate, you know, 10 years ago yeah. are still there. So uh, you what... know, chicken patties, right? Like chicken patties, uh, like ribby cues, they call them, which was like, God knows what, like ground up ribs. And, you mm. know, you'd eat it like a sandwich and chicken nuggets and pizza and you know, tacos with like, you know, ground beef or like even like mystery meat. You didn't even know what it was. Right. And it's just, uh, yeah, that, that's the style we had. I don't even think we had like, we might've had a small salad bar at the time. I know they've added one since, but it's not like high quality <laughs> salad by any, by any means. And then, uh, yeah, that's what I remember. And I, I, you know, if I didn't bring a lunch, I was, Again, I did have the health mindset, so I thought I was healthier bringing a turkey sandwich mm-hmm. or something. But when I didn't have a lunch, yeah, I was eating burgers and chicken patties. Yeah. yeah. And that that's what everybody was eating. Yeah, and yeah. that's all the way through school. All that's the way consistent. through. Yeah, and then uh, college, uh, college, college was similar, but they definitely had healthier options. Okay. Um, they were a little more with it, but, you know, you, you're paying, you know, it's not a public school, you're paying a lot more for that food, you know, so... That's interesting to, to say. So the younger kids are getting worse food. Yeah. Unless, unless you're at like a private school that, mm-hmm. you know, your, your family's paying money for. But we should but talk about public, the 99%. Right? Yeah. I think that's a lot of, that's yeah, a trap that we get kids. into. Yeah. It's the young kids 
being brought up on just this crap. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of scary. Yeah, to think about. It's also disappointing mm. that it's enforced. Mm. Um, that's what definitely what I find uh, the yeah, and I think craziest. I, I think it's a combination between the relationship you know the government has with public schools and mm-hmm. and, and agriculture in this country. Yep, and. Um, just lack of education. You know, the, the principals of the schools and the, the teachers and the people that control what's in the cafeterias, they're just not educated. And yeah. it's nobody's fault, you know. You, but, you know, just like, you know, if I went in there and started talking to the principal about, you know, what I think they should have in the cafeteria, you know, there's, they're, they're working with budgets and they get the milk cheap and they get the chicken tenders cheap and it's, you know, subsidized and they're, they're, they're paying nothing for it and they're dealing with all these sorts of things and usually it's budget, but also they're just not educated and they don't have the knowledge. So there's like a, there's a, there's a knowledge gap there, you know, that needs to be bridged just through, you know, making people aware that the foods these kids are eating are not good for them. So how is that going to happen? How is that going to start? Is that going to be from from our level from the individual level and it's going to creep into the parents and they're going to hit up the schools and say hey what's you know what's going on here or is it going to come from the top down is it going to be the principal saying yeah you know i've had enough of this and we're going to change up our i think i think it's a combination i think off the bat it's it's the individual Mm -hmm. it's the but again that comes back to educating parents when it comes to young kids like the the young kids aren't going to be the ones you know, saying they don't want the bad food, right? The, an eight-year-old's not going to be saying that. But, yeah, it, I, I think it comes down to if, if parents become aware of this and they start saying, hey, you know, we, we don't want to send our kid here if, if you're, you know, there's no good food options or whatever. Yeah. But, but then I think there's, a, there's also groups that are working to get more plant-based options in schools throughout the U.S., so, you know, nonprofit groups and things like that that are having success and trying to – at least do things like get plant-based chicken tenders or or or, or get the uh, impossible burger in or, or it's something that's better um still maybe not arguably good but better for kids and, and better for the planet you know the the simple yeah. switches yeah simple switches yeah. make it easy you got to start somewhere i suppose so. yeah yeah um and then getting into college so you know you're you're a football player in college yeah that that culture, that, you know, that mentality when you're in there. I think I heard uh, something funny that your, your coach used to say after training. Um, and that kind of summed up, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of summed up everything for you. Yeah. Um, and was it, was it football that started to make you think about more healthier decisions or did it still come later for you? And, yeah, you can definitely go yeah. into a little bit yeah. about what Cut. happened. College was, yeah, yeah. So my, so the, the trainer I had, who's an awesome guy, um, and the, you know, best trainer I could ask for. And I actually, his, uh, brother was my college roommate and we're still very good friends. And, uh, but yeah, he used to say after our workouts, uh, eat something that died, you know, just straight up. That's how he put it. And, uh, which meant, you know, eat a steak, eat, eat chicken, whatever, uh, eat high protein, right. Is essentially what he meant. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had always, both for my sport and just being a college dude wanting to look good, I always, you know, 
tried to do the healthy thing and and you know a lot of my buddies in uh, on my team would call me a, a total health freak um yeah i was always trying to do the right thing and i was always thinking about my health but i just didn't know what healthy really was so it wasn't until um you know two three years after college when you know i'm not a college athlete i'm not spending you know two hours in a gym and three hours on a practice field and you know all the other stuff that comes with it now um in the i can't work out four hours a day and still eat the same way and look the same way like that's that's not it's not sustainable that's that is an interesting thing you bring up so you know in today's college environment or professional sports environment especially i think the nfl you've got you know your defensive lineman kind of guys they're big dudes mm. and i don't know what they eat but i'm guessing it's not super healthy you know to get them that to get them that big even some of the other guys you say you know your your, your friends your teammates said you were the you were the health freak within the team mm. um once that you know that exercise that training drops off typically we we continue to eat the same exactly yeah. so once you stopped once college football came to an end did you continue eating the same way you're training a little bit less yeah i'm did training. you notice any I'm um, did you notice any changes to your body did you you know yeah. get bigger yeah i i'm training a little less but I'm trying to make up for it. So I, I got a, I had a brief job right after college for about four months. And, uh, I, you know, had like every, everybody else that, you know, works a nine to five had an hour or two a day to squeeze in a workout. And the way I made up for it was just kicking my ass. Like I was a madman. I would, you know, spend an hour or two every day, just absolutely killing myself, you know? And yeah, I was eating essentially the same way, maybe a little less, um, but you know, same sort of structure, eating something every two and a half hours, as much protein as I could. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I was making up for it with, with, with just kicking my ass. And I probably actually dropped a little weight. You know, I, I was, you know, 15 pounds heavier than I am now. and was carrying a lot more muscle mm -hmm. and I think I just started like I started running some more and so I think the type of workouts I was doing I sort of naturally lost a little weight but then I sort of bottomed off at kind of a a weight that I really had to work to maintain yeah yeah gotcha gotcha and it's exciting now to see you know athletes whether it be the NBA uh the Premier League in, mm. in England um NFL I think half yeah. of the Tennessee Titans are now yeah, it's cool. you know, switching it up, which is good. I think it gives people can stand on a, you know, a box. They've got a bit of a louder voice than, totally. than other people. And I think the general population are going to start looking up to it and, and start listening. So hopefully that's, um, you know, that's a catalyst for a lot of people. Catalyst now, I know for myself, um, know so many people out there now it's it's typically a documentary mm -hmm. a book mm -hmm. a podcast you know um that makes i don't know that logic drop yeah and the journey starts mm. we said before you had a little bit of a different way in there yeah so how did you 
go from yeah. you know this mentality that's ingrained you've been doing it for you know years since you're born know nothing different mm. um, but something something ha- had to change for you to be where yeah you are i mean now. i i consider myself a pretty logical person right and i i'm hitting like the three-year mark out of out of college living this new like lifestyle and you know having my hour or two a day to work out and you know no matter how much i worked out no matter how you know in quotations uh, how well i ate um i couldn't you know i'm still like 100 175 pounds or so trying to kind of get down to what i want to be like just a slimmer fitter dude mm-hmm. and um i couldn't get there no matter how how well i ate no matter how much i worked out so you know, it's just kind of like, you know, the definition of insanity. Try, I would try the same thing over and over. High protein, yep. high protein, high protein. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. So I, I honestly don't totally recall where it came from, but I just figured, you know, I need to get some more fruits and vegetables in. I was like, you know, nobody's ever told me that's a bad thing. Let me just, you know, try to do that for breakfast instead of my four eggs. So I, I decided on a, you know... The, the most painless way to do that was just to fire up a green smoothie. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and, and I was already, like, into almond milk at the time. For whatever reason, I was kind of trying a new health trend, you know? Yeah. So it was a totally plant-based, uh, you know, smoothie. Again, the term plant-based wasn't even on my mind at that time. But, um, yeah, I started with that, replaced it with my eggs, and then I just noticed, like, by noon, like, you know, I, I felt so good, you know, and by two o'clock I wasn't going for coffee. I was just so much more mentally clear, just more energy, just with that one change. And, uh, I did that for about a week, just changed it for breakfast. And then I just felt so good with these smoothies that I, I went on like another 10 days of like a bunch of smoothies. And then usually I'd eat like a, a normal dinner for me at the time. Um, and yeah, man, everything from my digestion to like my skin color changing to all of this started to happen. Um, and I just felt freaking incredible. Like I had never experienced it in my life, you know, on planet earth. I had never <laughs> felt that good or knew I could feel that good. Um, so I started experimenting and if I ate something that made me feel on par with the green smoothie, I kept it in my diet. And if I ate something that, you know, brought back the old bloated, you know, tired feelings, want to take a nap, you know, you know, made me break out or something like that, I eliminated it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, after about a month of doing that, I stepped back and it was clear, you know, it was like animal products here, you know, plant foods here. Yeah. And the, the plants were the ones I kept in my diet. And. Uh, right around that same time, I stumbled on Rich Roll. Gotcha. And that was kind of like, I can do this, you know? So I, f- I felt it, and then I was like, damn, how am I going to get protein? Like, wh- how am I going to, you know, th- I don't know if this is sustainable. It feels amazing, but am I going to lose all my muscle? Am I going to be some scrawny dude now that I, you know, don't want to be or whatever? So, yeah, I found Rich Roll, and, and that kind of, like, solidified, all right, this is okay, I can do this. And yeah, the rest is history, man. Yeah. So you got yourself there just through mm. trial and error, basically. Yeah. Feeling it out, what worked, what didn't, and then Rich Roll. Yep. For. And then he, he could be into the millions mm. of people that he's you know transformed totally. by just having 
you know, a voice in a podcast, but he's the one, the kicker. He was a kicker. He's got that, you over the line. Yeah, and that, and then that sparked a whole like diving into science and you know finding finding other podcasts and other you know doctors that you know promote a plant based lifestyle, and it just led me down this whole you know road of information I never knew existed, and um, yeah, it was awesome, you know, and yeah. in my body at the end of the day, it was like my body was telling me all that stuff already, you know, like I felt the power of it. And I, I I personally needed that like reaffirmation that it was like, it it was the healthy thing to do for me. And, uh, the information's there, man, you know, you just gotta open your eyes to it. There's definitely no denying that. Um, yeah, definitely no denying that. So, you know, once, once you've gone plant-based, yeah. Are there any noticeable health benefits? Cause You know, I, I am a skinny dude. I've been a skinny dude my whole life. Yeah, and we all should be skinny dudes, though. That's, yeah, that's like yeah. the thing. It's know? probably that's, something that we... That's the healthy thing, yeah. That we don't... We're very used to seeing what we see now. Yeah. I was thinking, actually, on the train today. You know, you take a look around. You see what's around you today in terms of people and what we look like. If we dial it back just even 100 years, you know, my grandma's still alive... 97 98 years old so there are you know a very small minority of centarians walking around but Mm. i can't even imagine what we would have looked like a hundred years ago i Mm. feel like it's sped up extremely quickly to to where we're at now Um, and we've forgotten that okay maybe we are meant to be you know quite thin yeah as as humans that's what we're meant to walk around as yeah easy to forget with with you know totally. with what totally we're seeing agree. right now um so yeah any immediate health yeah. benefits for you that you've yeah you've I noticed mean, yeah i mean across the board yes i mean the, the biggest one off the bat was just digestion like i people don't want to talk about that but that is the biggest change and it starts working the way it's meant to work in when you feel light and you feel like, you know, we, and there's all kinds of science about like the microbiome and, you know, a second brain being in your stomach. When, when that's working down there, it affects your entire body and how you feel and how you think and, you know, how, how you even treat others, you know? I mean, it's a massive thing. So digestion, skin cleared, you know, I, I you know, had acne on my back and things like that that I always, you know, blamed on working out in sweaty shirts and things like that. And, uh, yeah, uh, mental clarity was a huge one. Um, just being able to think sharper, um, incredible. Yeah. Again, it kind of unlocking like a next level of, I always tell entrepreneurs, like you want performance enhancing drugs. It's, it's, it's a plant-based diet, you know I mean? It's just so sharp and, uh, yeah, energy, everything in the, in the, so I had had, since I was two, three years old, I had uh, asthma that I carried an inhaler for. I had an EpiPen that I was really badly allergic to cats. Uh, my girlfriend that I started dating in college, and, and even my, my high school girlfriend, both families had cats, and I just, it was, it was brutal, like brutal experiences. And um, um, So what are we talking, so, how, how bad was that allergy for you? So you, you're carrying my, around an EpiPen. 
I carried around an EpiPen. So it was like, I'll explain the, the situation when I would go to my, my girlfriend's house. Uh, her, her family lives up in Maine. So we'd only see each other every, you know, three or four times a year, a couple times around the holidays, and then once or twice over the summer. And um, I'd go up there and every, every 30 minutes, you know, I got into a routine. I'd set my, my watch for, for 30 minutes, and I knew if I was in the house for 30 minutes, I needed to step outside for 30 minutes, come back, right? So the first three years of me knowing her and her family, like that was my life, right? And every time I visited them, I'm jacked up on, you know, meds and I'm jacked up on allergy stuff. And uh, yeah, man, so I'm, I'm, you know, about five, four or five months into a mostly whole food plant-based diet. And uh, we go up there around the holidays and um, I'm setting the watch and 30 minutes goes off and normally I would step outside and I'm like, I don't feel anything, you know, like normally I can feel the itchy coming and like breathing, getting a little restricted. And I, I know I have to go outside and that wasn't coming. So I was like, all right, let me, let me see if I can push this a little bit. And, uh, you know, did 60, then, then did 90, then did, you know, a couple hours. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to like rationalize how this is happening. And, um, yeah, I sat there, I get emotional every time I tell a story, but I sat there and I always say like for, for that three hour span, it was the first time her family got to meet me, you know, because I wasn't stepping outside. It wasn't, you know, on all kinds of shit, you know, I was myself, you know? Um, so that was kind of the last straw. And then asthma going away that I had literally when I was, you know, three years old, all the way through high school would have like a breathing machine before bed and everything, you know? And, uh, again, always a quote unquote healthy kid. And, uh, when stuff like that goes away, you just can't argue with it, you know? And, uh, yeah, man. That's... I mean, and from there, it's like, it's like you, a part of me is pissed off. A part of me is so thankful that I, I found this. Um, and then the other part of me is like, man, you know, why, did, why don't my parents know this? Why, don't, why does my family know this, you know? And you just feel, I felt so inclined to tell people about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because you want the best for people. And, you know, they don't have to choose that route, but everybody should have the information, you for know? Sure. Just like everybody knows pack of cigarettes going to give you lung cancer. Everybody should know that, you know, eating dead animals has side effects. You know, like I was never presented that information. And every time I went to the doctor, it was, Hey, you have asthma. Here's your inhaler. You have to take three times a day the rest of your life here. You know, you have skin problems. Here's a cream, you know, you, you, you're struggling around cats. Here's an EpiPen. You know, you just have to just carry it when you go to your girlfriends or wherever there's cats. And it's just like, why didn't anybody just say, Hey dude, you know, we can do that. Or there is this option, you know, you can address the way you're eating and living and that, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, foolproof, but it's, it's, it's an option and it works for a lot of people. I was never presented with that. And that's what to this day pisses me off. And you've gone through the system, quote unquote, yeah, and I haven't been back to the damn system since. No. <laughs> I, I haven't been to a doctor's office and since that since that night I kicked my allergies. I, I, won't, I won't go, you know. 
That's yeah. funny. That's funny. I'm pretty stubborn yeah. myself <laughs> when, when we're talking about the doctors. I've got this new kind of, uh, I don't know, positivity that I feel that my body can do it. Mm. You know, it used to be go to the doctors, get a pill, get a cream, yeah. whatever it was, and that was going to do the trick. Mm-hmm. More often than not, now that I think about it, it probably didn't do the trick. Yeah. It might have got the symptoms to subside, you know. Yeah, it they, made it bearable, whatever it right. was. Yeah. Um, but I now definitely have, um, yeah, a much more There's, positive feeling that my body can, can do it alone. And Anna tries to push me and it, she's probably not wrong you know it's yeah. probably wise to get a checkup yeah once a year and i Agreed. probably need to get into that um that routine i hear like you know dr joel khan yeah absolutely yeah he's he's got some interesting stuff that he talks about in terms of like you should get the your arteries checked like the calcium score yeah so he says like 20 bucks yeah go get it checked see where you're at mm. um and then just, you know, the, the blood panel, simple blood panel, yeah. that kind of stuff. But for the other stuff we're talking about. Yeah, there's a there's a, a level of connection that came with this whole change for me. And I know, you know, if I have something as little as a headache, I know exactly what I need to do to get back to my, my regular state, right? I... I know I got to force myself to get eight hours of sleep. I know I got to maybe lay off the, you know, the Bartleby's and, 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 <laughs> and have a few more green smoothies, you know, like I know exactly what I need to do to get me back to 110% healthy. And, um, yeah, I have that connection now that I never was in control of before. Got it. So rather than going like, where's the Tylenol? Yeah. Give me some water and some yeah, sleep. Like, give me some water, give me sleep and, you know, let me... Let me maybe, a lot of the times for me, it's like, you know, I, and this is a whole nother topic, but I, you know, let me give my body 12, 16, 20 hours of, of I'm just going to drink water and just, it, it needs to heal itself right now. I don't want to throw a bunch of stuff in it. Let me just step back. I'm going to, I'm going to rest. I'm going to, you know, not, not give it any work in, I, I'm telling you anything from a headache to a small cold. I, yeah, I, I just now kind of know how to deal with yeah. So we're talking about some kind of fasting. Yep. For healing. Yeah. Hearing a lot about this lately. Um, and the, the science points towards legitimacy. Mm. Um, a person that I follow, have done for a while, um, definitely part of my own journey is Timothy Sheaf. Yeah. Human sure. Timothy. Yep. From the UK. Who does like, isn't parkour, he like a, yeah, free he runner. Parkour, yeah. He's done the UK Ninja Warrior. Exactly. I think he, he just uh, was the last man standing for UK Ninja Warrior. Um, he's just done a, a seven-day fast. Um, seven-day fast. You know, that's, yeah. I think, the longest I've gone without food. We had a thing at primary school, elementary school, called the 40-hour famine. And mm. you would raise money for children in Africa um and not eat for 40 hours and i might have done that yeah that's pretty legit though oh it was great <laughs> great in, hours is le- is good initiative yeah. but the only thing we were allowed to eat were like hard candies 
yeah. Like just straight up yeah. sugar yeah, yeah. and water. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. So that's, that is probably the longest I've gone without food. And I've, I've just seen him do this seven day, no food. Yeah. A portion of it was dry fasting. Mm-hmm. So Not even water? No water. Wow. Said his breath stank, teeth yeah. felt kind of furry, huh. you know, and I was super intrigued by that. Yeah. Super intrigued, but he's doing it for healing purposes. Yeah, and I think, I think, like, you know, I had never until, you know, I've only sort of gotten in touch with my body enough to be able to do that stuff within the past year or two, and... You know, I, thinking back, you know, I never went five hours without food. Like, like you think back your whole life and you're like, you know, the idea in, in just thinking like, you know, lunchtime comes around and, you know, we're just inclined to think, you know, oh, I haven't eaten today. Like, I'm starving, you know, and, and you got to go like wolf a massive lunch. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, we have, we have made up breakfast lunch and dinner like that's a, that's a man-made thing you know what i mean so it's, it's like pretty convenient nobody, for the food companies. yeah exactly yeah. Eat, eat, eat more often yeah and you know who who determined that was optimal for humans who you know so it's like and and i don't want to sit here and you know tell people to go not eat you know there's you know there's got to be a balance but you need to you know be in touch with your body when you do it but yeah when I, that was another thing that sort of unlocked another level of energy and clarity and um, was just the first day I decided, all right, I'm going to not eat till 6 p.m. And I had never done that in my life. So what, you had dinner night before? Dinner the night before. Yeah, so it was about 24 hours. And then you didn't go? Yep. How'd you feel? I felt amazing. Like, again, it was like a, it was almost like that initial green smoothie experience again. You know, I hit like 2, 2 p.m. And uh, yeah, just just energy, mental clarity. You know, I'm working on my laptop and I'm just like, I felt like a machine. And yeah, I think I think that there's, a, there's a, a something we tap into once our bodies are done digesting food that most of us never get to experience in our life. And we're always throwing stuff in our body and making our body work. And we never get into that sort of reserve tank that we can absolutely operate from where our body starts. This is the way I describe it. You know, your body is finally done digestion and it, it can go to work other places that it doesn't usually get to clean up. You know, it's yeah, that's, that's how I describe it. And for me, it speeds up athletic recovery. It, it, It clears my mind. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, from my understanding, very, very, you know, skimming the surface. Yeah. Pro- probably can't even say that, to be honest. Yeah. It's same a, it's, enough, it's a deep it. yeah. healing on a cellular level. Mm. I think I've heard that. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I've heard the same thing, yeah. I think we're going to... It's actually like your body's now able to rebuild because you're, you're out of its way. You, you know, you're not, you're not giving it work. You know, you're not giving it work to do. Yeah, yeah for anyone listening... Um, my recommendation would be to probably go to Timothy's YouTube page um, and and have a look. You yeah. know, it's good to see someone that's doing it firsthand. They're talking about the experience. He has read up on it pretty extensively. Mm. 
uh, likes to read the books, uh, articles on it. And yeah, I, I would, as you said, I don't want people to go, leave yeah. this conversation yeah. and go, oh, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to try and not eat for a yeah, week. Exactly. Probably not ideal. Um, maybe try it in increments. Mm. Um, but I, I'd take a look. Mm. It's, it's a very interesting topic. We're going to hear more about it. Um, I think a lot of doctors, plant-based doctors, I feel are at the top of the, you know, top of the game when yeah. we're talking, talking about progression. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd look out for it. I, th- I think we're going to be hearing more about it. I agree. And I think, I think with the, with the plant-based thing, people start, you know, you, once you discover that you start questioning other things. And for me, it was questioning the, this whole breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing that, you know, I never gave any thought to. Yeah. You know, just like I had never given any thought to eating meat at every meal. Um, yeah. yeah, it just kind of opens up your mind to looking at things a different way. For sure, for sure. So, you know, you're now, what, a 25-year-old vegan dude in Massachusetts. Yep. The Northeast. Yeah. Known to be <laughs> yeah. blue-collar. Yeah. It's not now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it, but I think a lot of our parents that age definitely went through blue collar Boston mm-hmm. I don't think there are a lot of vegans yeah. in blue collar Boston um, and it's a great city to live in I've, I've loved living here um, but it definitely feels like it's not got the same you know it's definitely not got the same vibe as Angeles. like a, exactly yeah. it's not a Los Angeles <laughs> it's not a New York um, but you're feeling pretty good after you've made the switch you've just reeled off a whole bunch of personal health outcomes um for yourself life-changing 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 100 percent. legitimately you know your in-laws let's call them they're seeing you in a whole different light Mm. based off a friggin cat allergy yeah that you've just turned around yeah what so this is something i struggled with definitely was going plant-based you just want people to know. Mm-hmm. You want people to have this information. The first thing I thought of was dad. You know, he's not taking a lot of medication, but from what I understand now, it's one cholesterol pill a day, I think. And to me, I was like, well, there's all this, you know, there's these side effects from these, you know, cholesterol lowering or, yeah. you know, maintaining... Um, pills and I, I think I called him straight away I was like dad you got to hear this like you know and I was pretty full on about it now I can I can look back and say that now mm. but I it was from coming from a a good place so did you experience any of the same kind of things did you get to loved ones and and friends yes and kind of you know, tell them what was going on and what was their, what was their kind of reaction to that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally, I think everybody who experiences it and, and feels the power of, of the change and then becomes aware of the knowledge, um, it's hard not to get super passionate about it right away and, and you know, really react almost over the top about it uh you know thinking back i i probably was a little too aggressive um but yeah the first person i went to i literally went home and 
you know, after just like, you know, a Sunday dinner at my family's house, just like, you know, saying all this stuff. Um, I actually convinced my mom again, again, like it, it comes from a loving place. You, you want the best for your family. It's like, you know, I want my parents around for my kids. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, so I convinced my mom to do six weeks plant-based. And, um, this was when I was thinking about, you know, so after I, I, I should preface, I spent, after I kind of eliminated these health issues and I had that whole experience, I spent a good six months actually, I took some nutrition courses. I learned how to actually read nutrition studies, you know, real peer reviewed, you know, published journal studies and just educated myself on, I no longer wanted to let, you know, some stupid articles or, or, you know, people that don't know what they're talking about dictate how I was going to live. Like I wanted to read the latest research every week and decide for myself. So I, you know, learned how to do all that stuff. And, you know, I still to this day will read new, you know, health studies that come out, you know, every Sunday. And, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't take you long to realize it, it, it all points to, you know, more plant-based is you're going to live longer with less disease. I mean, we can't argue that now. Um, so anyway, I had all this information. I, you know, go over the top a little bit with my family, but I convinced my mom to do six weeks plant-based. And I had at the same time recently quit what I was doing, which was, uh, I was part of a, a brewery startup, um, which was a dream at the time when it started, but I felt this call to, you know, telling people about this. And, uh, so I left that and, you know, I was trying to figure out the next move, got mom to do six weeks. So we were walking together every day. We were you know, doing smoothies every day, you know, and she stuck with it for the most part for six weeks. And the cool thing was she had her blood done before and her blood done after. And yeah, I mean, it was just night and day. She lost, she lost, you know, 15 to 20 pounds. She, you know, got off every, every pill she was taking. She was on calcium pills and some sort of digestive pill and things like that. You know, no problem. Her, her things, things in her blood, like iron, that people think you need meat to get iron, all those normalized, those things that she was low in. And even like things like vitamin D, that might've been the walking and sun and whatnot, but you know, across the board, just leveled her health in six weeks and, and lost 15 pounds. And uh, yeah, man, and then she was my first podcast episode. Sick. Yeah. Did she stick with it? She probably has 90% stuck with it since. And, okay. Uh, That's, um... yeah. She, oh. she, my, my dad, my dad refers to her as a promiscuous vegan. She, <laughs> <laughs> that 10%, she'll just, you know, she'll have some cookies with, with milk in it or something, you know, Got it. but, but for the most part when it's available, yeah. And so it's cool to see. And, and my dad started doing that too. And he does a green smooth every morning, just that little change. Like, and, and they now have the information through like what I do and how I live that, if they run into any health issue, like they they have the information if they if they choose to go hardcore with it, right? And uh, so it's just cool. I know that I know they're going to be around, and I know if a health issue arises, that you know they'll they'll because they've felt the power of it themselves, they'll take me seriously, and and we can sort it out. Hopefully, you know. So yeah, so it's cool. You're leading the way. Leading the way, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think. 
you know, I would never tell someone to go 90% of the way, but all of the, the current literature that we have points towards 90% plants, 10% whatever you want. Yep. It's obviously going to be a much better thing than what we've grown up doing, what our society has come to see as like regular eating patterns. Yeah, yeah are, and, and I, w- I would say too, when it comes to health, like I think it's an important thing to tell people like, you know, we're just trying to eat more more plants, right? Yep. That's that's the way to health. And you don't have to you don't have to go vegan. You don't have to call yourself anything. Like if that if that scares you, you know, just try to try to eat mostly plant based foods, right? If we're talking yep. health, gets right? them and, on the on the train. And yeah, I have so many friends and family that they're like, all right, Pat, it's you know it's Monday morning, you know I, I'm going vegan, and you know by Wednesday they accidentally have some cheese on their salad or something and they throw up their hands and it's done. And that's not what it's about, you know, that people, you know, it's about doing the best you can when it comes when it comes to health. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something that, you know, you, you say like, there's some cheese in the salad, people kind of hop off the train and it's, it's all over. Um, I saw something like, you know, there's so many seconds in a day, you know, 80 odd thousand seconds in a day. If someone ruined ruined your day or you know ruined a portion of your day and it amounts to be you know a couple of hundred seconds or a thousand seconds if we were to give that a monetary value you've got 80 odd thousand in your bank you spend a thousand of it are you going to throw the rest of it away no you keep going I like that I've seen it pop up a few times yeah yeah that's cool Um, so that's kind of the mentality don't hop off just because you've made a, yeah. a small error you got eighty thousand in the bank yeah. just because you lost 10 don't give the 70 away i like that i'm yeah. gonna start using that yeah keep yeah <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> no it's um it's definitely a good one um now so you've got you know your family on it you've got five sisters and two brothers is that correct you got it nice man yeah how are they doing? Is there any talking between you yeah. guys? What do they think? I mean, I mean, I think as a household, there's still uh, my two youngest sisters still live at home, and you know, m- most of us outside of my two brothers actually are both on the west coast, but uh, most of us are all still around, and we still get together on the weekends for, and and my dad will cook and things like that. And as a whole, our family has very much you know adopted a lot of you know just different ways of doing things definitely for the most part dairy is never really around anymore and we're doing you know my dad's cooking with uh with a tofu or with a you know uh, plant-based sausage in his in his meat sauce or whatever you know so he pretty much veganizes everything and still you know, cooks what he wants. The only time he really will cook something else is when, you know, somebody in the family requests uh, a hamburger or a steak or something. But for the most part, um, outside of really the three youngest ones, everybody, everybody is totally accepting of it. And um, it just comes down, honestly, for all of them, it comes down to convenience. Yeah. They're not the type of people like myself that, are going to alter their lifestyle to, um, 
to eat that way. Yeah. Most of them. A few of them are almost all vegan, but for the majority of them, it's like if it's going to impact their social life or it's, you know, going to, they have to go out of their way at a restaurant to order something special. They're just not, they're not willing to do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that, that saddens me personally, because again, I want the best for them. Yeah. Um, but that's what I found honestly with 90% of people, it's gotta be, it's gotta be convenient. Um, it's gotta make sense for, for how they want to live their life or they're not going to stick with it. It's true. I've definitely, I still struggle with that kind of stuff. I've only got one brother, mum and dad, a few less in the family than, than yourself. But I definitely, I struggled for a long time. Yeah. You talk about being like maybe a little bit aggressive. They're in Australia, so we Skype, you know, pretty regularly. And Anna would have to kind of like, you know, tap me on the leg or hold me back and just be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you got to hold back, Matt. Yeah. You're going too hard on the whole plant-based thing. But yeah, yeah, you just want the best. And even now, I've definitely dialed it right back. Like, you know. And and you see it too. Like, you start seeing things a different way, right? It's like, I'll I'll go home and, you know, one of my sisters is sick, right? And she's got whatever it is, right? And to me, instantly, I'm like, that's that's 100% a diet thing. Mm -hmm. Like, no no question about it. Like, I, I see the cause of it. And, you know, of course, you know, one of my parents is on the way to take her to the doctor and she's going to get an antibiotic and, you know, that's the route. And that's the stuff that kills me now is just seeing that. And when you, and I've, I've done it fairly recently when I'm like, Hey, you know, just, you know, go, you know, nail down your diet for a week and that'll be gone. And, uh. You know, and then a lot of people too confuse vegan. Like they look at me as the vegan guy in the family, and a lot of people confuse vegan with whole food, plant based. And when I say, you know, hey, try this to get rid of that problem you're having, I'm talking about whole plant foods. I'm not talking about, you know, eating a bunch of Beyond Burgers and fries and and you know, their version of vegan because they're it's two different things so when they think i'm saying you know go vegan they're they don't they still don't eat healthy you know so that's a whole nother sort of it's a journey to get over yeah it's a journey i think for a a lot of people you do hop on those kind of transition foods we still do it every now and again yeah absolutely i do too you know when i when i want something tasty and something different yeah yeah i enjoy that stuff yeah so I mean, it does taste good. I can see it's easy to get hooked on or, you know, it's easy for that to become like a, a large portion of your diet. But I suppose you just got to have the confidence that the people are going to get there. Yeah. They, they, at yeah, least on the right track. Yeah, and I've found like it's like everybody's, you know, on their own path and they got to figure it out themselves and... You know, every so you know, I, every so often I get the I get the message from them being like, "Hey, you know, can you give me some lunch ideas?" And they're they're trying, and you know, um, yeah, everybody's their own person, and it's up to them, you know. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Have you had any? You know, being a dude, there's I think there's actually studies out there that there's less, quite a significant less number of men who are vegan mm. when compared with with women. Why do you think that is? Have you received any, you know, 
any of that kind of pushback from friends? Um, I, I, so I think, I think women just in general are more, more open to things. Honestly, I think they're more, when it comes to like the vegan side of things, I think they're more, you know, naturally more compassionate and more loving than, than males are. Yeah. Um, and I think also not having like, the guy sort of steak and beer sort of masculinity thing that women just, if they're, if there's a way to feel better and stay lean as a, as a woman, like in, and have their skin look great and things that guys don't want to talk about, um, you know, why wouldn't they? So I think women just naturally are more open to it. Um, me personally, any, any guys in my life that, you know, would have given me a hard time three years ago. Not to sound like a dick, but they're not in my life anymore, you know? It's just not the people I choose to surround myself with, you know? I want to be around the type of person that I make a decision to try to better myself that they're patting me on the back, you know? So, uh, yeah, I just don't... don't Those people aren't in my life anymore. Um, so you've made and those... that's a, Yeah, and that's not like... I, I still love those certain friends and things like that, but I'm just a different person and, uh, you know, want to be around people that celebrate, you know, you trying to better yourself. And, uh, yeah. And that even the only people I probably get a hard time from is family, you know, and I, (laughs) you know, uh, and it's not gonna, I'm not gonna obviously cut off my family, you know, and it's just my brothers, you know, giving me a hard time. Right. You know, like they always have my entire life. So it's like, same same old, it's no big deal. That's cool. That's, um, I think there's a message in that for all areas of life. If people aren't going to be the ones patting you on the back, even if you have grown up with them or you, Mm. you know, you have been friends with them for a while, if they're not, what'd you say? Lifting, lifting you up. Yeah. Then it it can be a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to propel you forward. Totally. Totally. And I think it's hard for people, but it's like, you know, I was never the, I'm never going to be the guy that, you know, would give them a hard time for having a burger. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to be like, I wasn't going to call them a fat ass for having a burger, but they can, you know, call me a bunch of stuff for having a salad. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I I just want to be around people that, you know, let you do your thing and, and yeah, elevate you and make you better and I'll make you better too. You know, it's, it's kind of a mutual respect and a mutual support and yeah that's uh, the people i choose to spend my time with for sure man that's yeah. that's cool to hear um that's really cool to hear uh, i think there's yeah as i said there's definitely a message for for people to to take home with them um has it made any we've spoken a lot about the health mm. the relationships <clears throat> has there been any other positive impact uh in your life you know whether it be you know, we, we haven't spoken about, we don't have to go too into depth, but, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, environmentally, um, and also com- compassion. Yeah. Have, have, have those can, things come go, into play? I can go on for days about this. Um, and uh, I just gave a talk about this, this, this very thing. How, I saw that. You how, got a TEDx talk done. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was such a cool experience. That's and, amazing. Uh, and I think I hit on something that people don't relate to food at all. Um, and I have very much 
I've noticed it too, just doing my podcast and talking with people who have had similar past with food and people use the word peace at peace. They use the word lighter. They use the word aligned. They use the word, um, calmer, um, at ease, things like that. Just, just this, you know, 60 people now, just this common thread of this, a lot of them have trouble describing what, what happens that, that, that shift. Um, but I very much experienced it hundred percent. And I, um, in my book and in this talk, I tell an experience of just, you know, my girlfriend coming home after a long day and she's complaining about a situation at work and, you know, every time prior to any time that would happen, I'd, I'd, you know, lose my cool. I'd usually leave the room and my way of dealing with that type of stuff was just, just leave the situation, you know, walk away. And, uh, I just, you know, this is like a few months into changing what I was eating. And I, I tell that experience is the first time I've, I've actually had empathy and, and felt somebody else's pain and feelings like, like they were my own, you know? And, uh, you know, I, for the first time really felt that and listened to what she was going through and, and listened to her problems and reassured her it was going to be all right. And, um, and once you start feeling those feelings, you start feeling empathy, you start feeling compassion and you, it, it's a high. And I think it's like a human thing where, you know, why do people who, you know, become billionaires ultimately start dedicating their life to doing good? Like there's a human element to making others feel good and, and uh, feel like you're doing the right thing. And I, food led me to getting a taste of that, of, of really appreciating others and, and feel, being able to connect with others more. And, um, yeah, once you get a, once you get a taste, it's a slippery slope and it starts extending to, you know, everyone and, and animals. And, um, you just start to have this deeper connection and love for, for other people and other things. And if you told me that four years ago, I would have just laughed you out of this room so hard, you know, (laughs) but it's so real and everybody that has experienced it, they have their different way of saying it, but something inside of you just aligns and I describe it as, you know, you're just, you're just finally tying your daily actions to the, to the values that a human already has. You're just, you're not, you're not doing harm and you're, you're just trying to love and respect others. For sure. No, I couldn't agree more. And I, I would have laughed you out of the room. Yeah. If it was, <laughs> no, what you. is it? We're, we're two and a I half I would have called I you think. a hippie, a crazy hippie if, if, if. I was sitting across from myself four years ago, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely would have. I've been that person. Mm. You know, I've definitely contested these views, laughed at these views, mm. and now I'm, you know, completely on the other side. Yeah, that's um, cool. It's oh, cool it's, that you were able to do that. It's definitely an interesting yeah. transformation, I suppose, mentally, I think, mainly. It's mm. it's all our perception. Yeah. Um. I mean, I used to slice meat at a deli 
mm. cut cheese. I think I did that for four years of my life. And the, this is a story I've told a few people now. There was a guy in the produce section who was a vegetarian. And we would have debates about, you know, vegetarianism versus like meat eating. And I, I would strongly contest with no real substance. Yeah. No real substance at all looking back on it. But mm-hmm. I, I would contest it anyway because they were the ideals that I believed in mm-hmm. and had been brought up with and, and you know, continued to, con- continue to kind of push. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything you've just, you've just gone through. Um, hard to describe, but definitely just a lighter... Um, a lighter feeling and you you do feel more connected yeah right you feel more connected to to the earth to animals um, and there's just more compassion in general Um, does it has it affected any of any of your decision making around purchasing uh, you know in your day-to-day life Um, you know whether it affects the environment yeah plastic cups um, all that kind of stuff yeah, totally. I mean, you know, after the diet change, you know, it didn't take me long to, you know, once you get the information and you start seeing things a different way and that you start to taste that compassion. And, uh, you know, I, you know, probably eight months to a year after I changed my diet, I, I was vegan, you know, like I became vegan for the other reasons. And, um, yeah. And then you, you start looking at, yeah, I mean, I think just going plant-based and, and going or going vegan, it makes you think about what you're, what's on your plate, right? That's step number one. You start actually consciously thinking about what you're consuming and its impact on other creatures and the planet. So then that kind of naturally stems out to other parts of your life. It's like when I buy this meal out at a restaurant, I'm, I want a vegan because I know the impact of that of that food um and it's the same thing you you know you go and you're buying a pair of sneakers and you know you're consciously thinking about the impact that of you buying those sneakers so 100 percent has has trickled out to just my impact on on any any decision i make throughout the day yeah 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 that's pretty amazing like all decisions now stem from this one decision that you've made, you know, four, yeah, for, four years ago. Yeah. For the most part, you yeah. know, and again, it's, it's like, it's not about being perfect. You know, no, I, no. I always stress that to people and it's like, <clears throat> you know, and I still own, like I still own leather things and that I've had from years before. And I don't believe in throwing them out. I believe in using them until you no longer can use them. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's kind of like a gradual thing and it's just like, it's doing the best you can. And once you have the information, like, you know, moving forward, why not do the best you can? Um, yeah. The one thing I, I will, you know, teeter on is anything related to my personal health. So for example, um, you know, I've tried to find running shoes that are vegan and Mm -hmm. I like wear the ons and, you know, different brands that are, are vegan um, and I will have foot problems and things like that. So I end up buying a pair of Nikes and like, that's the one area I won't compromise on is if like, it's going to impact my health somewhere. But outside of that, it's every, 
Yeah, every yeah. decision. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, now you got a there's a big, big project in the works. Yep. Due to open this summer. Yep. So we're not far off. We're not far off. So you've got a restaurant opening up in Quincy, which is you know just south of Boston. Tell us about it. Tell us why you know why yeah. you've decided to go down this route. You know the restaurant restaurant industry is definitely. Uh, a tough industry to get into um, but yeah why have you got into it what yeah. are you guys doing uh, what is the the plan and what are you bringing to the area yeah so back to that whole thing with friends and family about if it's not convenient you know they're not going to do it um, that's really what I, I've found in, in you know the area south of Boston and in Boston um, it's not convenient right now to eat plant-based south of Boston. Um, it's, you know, uh, even in Boston, even in Boston. Yeah. It's like, it's not the most convenient. Yeah. It's, when we're, it's again, we're comparing to LA, LA New exactly, York. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's like you walk at your door in LA, you walk at your door in New York, you, it's easy. It's convenient. You know, you have all ethnicities of foods you can, choose from and, and get fast casual fine dining everything across the board and uh boston is very much behind and i just saw i know you know you, you it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out it's the future of food um from a purely sustainability standpoint and i mean it's the future right and nobody was doing it in boston um obviously an entrepreneur and i wanted to uh I wanted to make it more convenient and more importantly, approachable and fun uh, for Bostonians to eat plant-based. So uh, a restaurant's called The Rewild, uh, sort of a, not only kind of just a cool hip name, but um, sort of a spin on just getting back to nature and, and things like that. And um, uh, also, yeah, just kind of a fun name, but uh, yeah, the goal is, so we're combining, it's, it's a beer hall. So we're combining, um, you know, a massive craft beer list with a community style restaurant with, you know, German beer hall style tables and a really long bar and a, uh, awesome coffee and things like that. A place you can come hang out with friends and family, um, and choose from a hundred percent plant-based menu and a menu that's has both very approachable items to the average bostonian dude that's just coming in for a beer that wants to get a burger or get a pizza or get some tacos or whatever we have all that stuff um and then we do have some more um health focused things like kind of life alive-ish if you're familiar like buddha type bowls and um things like that and uh yeah the goal is to just make it fun and make it normal and and the big thing in boston and i can attest living on the south shore and you know, if my girlfriend and I want to go out to dinner, which we rarely do, we're driving to Somerville, you know, to True Bistro. That's like our date spot, right? Good place. Great place. And Amazing then, food. And then the other side is it's fast casual. You have the, the Clovers. You have the By Chloe's. You have the... There, there's nowhere in the state of Massachusetts that I can go as a dude, as a craft beer loving dude, and get a great craft beer in close my eyes and point to the menu and get a plant-based meal. And that's There's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. 
we talk about all the time, Anna and I, is having the ability to close your eyes and go, whatever is on this I'm menu. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a good feeling, man. It's, it's a great a, feeling. It's a good feeling to be able yeah. to get whatever is on the menu and not being limited to the, to the one option. Yeah. And you might even have to sub out the cheese or something like that. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. I think I saw something uh, today that you might have posted. The first plant-based beer hall in America. So is that true? People have been tossing that around, and I'm rolling with it. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a good. It's good marketing. Yeah. Um, you could argue like there's, I know one one in Austin that I've been to, um, but they call themselves different things. Like you could argue we are. Um, they call themselves a plant-based gastropub or a brewery with an all plant-based menu or so as far as I'm concerned um, that I'm aware of where we, we could be considered the first beer hall. That's awesome. But, dude. You know, it, it comes down to how you, how you word it, I guess, but yeah, we're we'll rolling, take it. We're rolling with it. Yeah. Roll with it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably a good opportunity to wrap this, wrap this cool. one up. Yeah. All the best with the, the restaurant. Can't wait to, First of many, dude. You're gonna First of many. Yeah, we're taking over Boston. Love it, man. Determined. Love it. Yeah, can't wait to, to get in there, try it out, grab myself a, a cold beer and a, a plant-based meal. Um, but, yeah, you're really changing the game, not just in the Northeast, but, you know, you've been to the UK and done some podcasts. You've got over to, to Cali. I think you might have gone Southeast as well, down to Florida. Um, you're really changing the game. We appreciate your work and thank you for coming on to the Veg Talk podcast episode number one, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm honored to be number one and thank you. I'm fully in support of what you're doing. Obviously, you know, same mission and uh, yeah, fired up to do this and thanks for thinking of me. Cheers, dude. Yeah. Thank you, brother. To everyone that tuned in today, Thank you so much. I really do appreciate the support and the time you've given up to take a listen. If you think this episode needs to be heard by someone you know, I'd be really stoked if you could share it with a few people. You can follow me on Instagram at VegTalk, where I'll be keeping you updated with upcoming episodes, book recommendations, and delicious plant-based recipes. If you are on the gram, which you probably are in this day and age, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of the latest episode or tell me who you would like to see up next on the podcast. Finally, if you do have a couple of spare minutes, uh, please leave an iTunes review. That's really going to help the podcast to reach more humans around the world. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.